Hey now, what's going on everybody? This is Sips and Ish and I am Alex Nepa. Got a solo cast for you today. I feel like, what is it, September 26th was the last episode. So yes, Sips and Ish does still exist. I promise you we're going to have a full lineup of guests once wedding season dies down. And uh, that's only about two or three weeks left. Um, so yeah, looking forward to having a chance to sit down over some drinks with some guests. But I want to tell some DJ stories here. I had a crazy weekend. Before I get into that, though, I want to shout out Drew Pierce and David Fusemania Wolfel. I think that's how you pronounce it. Either Wolfel or Wolfiel. Um, they've got a podcast, and uh, it fills the void of like what you've been missing from Sips and Ish for sure. Um, it's dope. I love listening to it. It's called The Drew and Fuse Show. Pretty simple. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts. Add it to your weekly rotation. This is not an advertisement. It's something that I really enjoy. They just had a great episode this week with my man, DJ Brian B. And a lot of war stories there, which actually inspired me to sit down in front of my microphone and tell a couple war stories myself. So I just kind of want to get into this weekend. And I want to start off with uh, first things first. In my DJ contract, it says DJ must be within five feet of the dance floor, and it's got verbiage that says, you know, I'm not in a loft, anything like that, um, and I even send things out, you know, a week prior to, you know, the wedding uh, or as we're chatting and then going over the floor layout for a wedding just to make sure I'm not in that position, and if you're a DJ, you know that, like, sometimes what you talk about and what actually happens is not... 100% consistent with each other. So uh, that was the case for me actually two weekends in a row. Last weekend, I had a banger of a wedding um, in Altoona, Pennsylvania at the Blair County Convention Center. And it was a huge wedding party, which, you know, of course, that means it's going to be awesome because, you know, a huge wedding party means the bride and groom have a big friends group and they're going to be out there with the couple on the dance floor all night. So it was dope, super young, um, but I was kind of like, and I've got a toad booth too, if you guys know what that is. It's basically like a 50-inch TV built into a cart that's kind of sexy and sleek and it lets me create some cool visuals for my couples, but it's it's big and it's on wheels and you know I, I, I take it out of my van with a ramp, so there's like limitations on where I can go with this thing. In the case of last weekend, it worked out fine. I rolled it into the venue, set up. I had like two tables in in between me and the dance floor, two like big like twelve person dining tables, and it kind of sucked. Like I was like totally like uh, distance from the dance floor. Like you couldn't see the visuals on my booth. Again, like whatever. Like it, and I still rock the place. But I feel like when there's two tables in front of me, especially when there's people like you know, it was of course older people like grandparents and and aunts and uncles sitting at these tables. So like. These people are sitting directly in front of me, and, like, I totally feel like, you know, they're not on the dance floor because they're too old. Like, it wasn't a wedding where the older guests were on the dance floor. So I'm, like, sitting here watching these people, like, just stare at me and, like, not on the dance floor. So I'm, like, I feel, like, so distant. I feel like I was, like, virtual DJing from my house, you know, for this couple. And, like, again, they were out there all night. And I, I didn't even have my speakers in front of me. I had the speakers, like, on front of the stage, like, on each side of the stage, like, my, my subs and my tops. So, like, I couldn't even hear myself speaker mix. Definitely a situation where I needed a booth monitor and I didn't have one. So it was, like, kind of, like, you know, I, I was just out of taken out of the wedding. Like, they still had fun, but, like, I didn't feel part of it. And, again, like, you know, I don't know if the experience would have been any better if I was on top of the dance floor. Maybe it would have, but I definitely would have felt more, like, 
in tune with the crowd. I, I was definitely maybe playing songs out longer than I was. But let's fast forward to this weekend where, you know, thank God I have a van. Thank God I've got my toad booth packed. I also have like a Pioneer um, DDJ SRT 1000 in there just in, as a backup. And thank God I packed this. So I went to a venue for the very first time. Getting out, so like I actually keep all of my personal equipment in my basement here at my house. And like in the summer months, I'll just pull up in my yard. It'll be fine. Like no, nothing, nothing bad ever happens. But it's been raining like for the past like two weeks here in Pennsylvania. And it's like that soggy, wet ground. So I loaded up my van and fucking van got stuck in the mud. Thankfully, I leave early for every wedding I was we I tried for like 15 20 minutes after to try get my van out of the mud and after that 15 minutes I was like I I got to come up with a plan B here and I can't wait around for AAA. I can't put a a, a rope on my uh, forerunner and try and pull my van out. I'd get too dirty. It would take too long. So I actually just loaded up my forerunner with equipment. I loaded up the DDJ SRT. I loaded up my Evolves, uh my Evolve 50s. It was just a uh, 100 person wedding. I loaded up a ceremony system, cocktail hour system, and and went about my way. And uh, thank God for Kristen, my girl. She uh, called AAA and and got my van pulled out and destroyed the fuck out of our backyard, by the way. That's going to be fun to fix. But made it to the wedding on time. Got to the venue. Very first time at this venue. It's in Milroy, Pennsylvania. Um, I totally actually for Roy Vernon Estate or Ray Vernon Estate on top of a mountain just outside of one of the Pennsylvania state parks. And it was gorgeous. It was pretty new. Got in and um, introduced myself and asked where I was setting up. And for some reason, like, this wasn't communicated to me. I, I believe I asked a couple and they, they were just like, yeah, you're just whatever, you know, whatever. You're on a dance floor. Like, or, you know, maybe I'm just so busy that I didn't ask the couple. I have a pretty shitty memory in situations like this. But the uh, the venue uh, owner, who's, uh, you know, a nice, nice young lady, pointed and she said, oh, you're up there. I looked up. It's a fucking loft. I'm just like, oh, Jesus Christ. I really like need to post pictures of this in my Instagram story after the podcast to show you guys where I was set up. The loft was like one of the most impossible things I've ever seen in my life. I have no idea how DJs that are like not in the shape that I'm in get up there and lug their shit. And I will also say that if like DJs were employees and like this were an OSHA situation, like, you know... I, there was no way like it's totally unsafe like the stairway it was so steep like it was a, basically a ladder it was just insanely steep and it was so narrow too like so narrow that like my evolved 50 subwoofers are like scraping against the railings as I'm trying to like get them up there so I literally have to like kind of like hoist the evolved 50 subs kind of over my head or like a little bit above chest vat chest height to get them up there and that's not even the worst of it. So this is a brand new building. So they they built it like with the with the with the design of it being like a wedding venue. This wasn't an old barn. They, they it's a barn that they built to be a wedding venue barn. It's like four years old, built in 2017. I don't even know if that's four years. Maybe it's ten years. It feels like forever. But anyway, it's it's fairly new. So in this loft where they have clearly. Every DJ goes in this loft. It was it's it's a smaller barn, um, you know, hundred people. Like I, there was no with a one hundred person wedding there. There was no place physically that I could have gone other than in the loft. That's just how this venue is laid out. So God bless the DJs that are bringing out like eighteen inch subs or whatever, you know, like 
if I, if I could do it again, maybe I'd bring some like QSCs or EV evolves on like stands or whatever. So anyway, like I'm scraping like the railing trying to get this Evolve 50 up there. And that's not even the worst part. So you get up in the loft and one of the support beams for the barn is actually, and I have a photo of this. I'm going to put it on my Instagram story after I get this podcast up here. One of the support beams for this barn is directly in middle of the loft. So you have to like go over this. They built this stairway, this tiny little like pro wrestling again as a pro wrestling fan this is the only reference i have but it's like the steps you use to get into a pro wrestling ring on both sides of this like support beam so you've got to climb this stairway it's literally a fucking like adventure to set your shit up and you know whatever and like getting it up there like that was actually like it was a pain in the ass but it was not even anywhere close as much as a pain in the ass as it was like walking down these steep stairs with equipment in front of you and like trying not to fuck up your gear and scrape it up trying not to like yeah it was just a disaster having said all that and the complaints out of the way it was one of the most gorgeously decorated weddings i've been to this year probably a top three um just in terms of you know so it was so unique it was maybe i want to say boho in design but like more unique than that because that's being done a lot this year it was gorgeous and like I'm glad that like everything worked out and the party was dope and uh three hours of dancing for a 100 person wedding that ended at 8 30 hell yeah it was awesome it was it was unreal just again like you know I've got champagne problems but yeah like that's it's kind of fucked up like guys don't put a DJ if you're gonna put a DJ in a loft at least make it easy for the DJ to get up there I think I had one other loft situation that was actually worse in my life it was a venue like in Williamsport Pennsylvania and this was so long ago that like it's almost out of my memory I've blocked it out of my memory but the stairway to get up to where they expected you to DJ was up a like a round set of stairs like 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 an old school like you had to go around in like circles to get up in this loft. Um, so in that case, what I did was like left my speakers on the floor, just brought up my um, CDJs in my coffin, which, you know, getting a coffin up a round set of stairs is a pain in the ass enough. And I just kind of draped wires down to uh, the speakers that I used back then. But still like, wow, what a pain in the ass that was. But this one, like, dude, if you're going to build a venue or like you've got a DJ in a loft, like at least try to make it easy for this guy to carry shit up. And, like, I know, like, you know, again, like, I'm in pretty good shape. I can only imagine, like, what somebody who was not in the kind of shape that I'm in would have um, gone through to get his shit up there. Like, and, and a heavier guy, like, like, probably would have been scraping his, like, his, his fat, like, alongside of those railings. That's how tight it was. Like, yeah, what the fuck? Anyway, on Sunday... I feel like Nick Spinelli here telling road stories. You know, I crushed this wedding. It was so much fun. Like the couple was so genuine. Um, dude, it was it was just a lot, a lot of fun. And then as burnt out as I am and as uh, ready as I am for a little bit of a break, like, dude, if, if every wedding was like the past two weekends, like I, I'd be totally, you know, down for it. But on Sunday, I had the pleasure of producing a loud, Halloween day, by the way. I had the pleasure of producing a loud luxury show at the basement night spot in State College, Pennsylvania. And God, it was so much work, but it was a lot of fun. And it's cool to like, so I had the opportunity where I could have opened for loud luxury. Um, but I knew that like my resources would have been valuable, more valuable in other places. So I lined up one of our rock star DJs, um, that's been crushing it for us at the basement night spot. His name is Alpha Moses. 
big shout out to him. Like he produces, he does open format. He knows, like he gets the environment that he's in every single time and crushes it. So if we've got like a home game weekend where a ton of alumni are coming in and like he's got to go total open format, almost like wedding mode open format on a night like that, especially early on when you've got like 8,000 people that have been drinking all day and then they know are various ages from like, 45 to 21, um, you know, maybe even older than that. Dude just crushes. He slays that. But then, you know, since he's a producer, he gets like that club heavy EDM side too. So at this um, loud luxury show, he went in guns a blazing and I couldn't have picked a better job. I don't think I could have done a better job. I actually, actually, I'm just going to straight up say I could not have done a better job than Alpha Moses did that night. And I don't know anybody in this area that would be able to understand the psychology of being an opener for a big act, you know, holding back a little bit and not going like in, in, but going in enough that people are having fun, people are drinking, and then leaving like the big explosion, the bangers for loud luxury. So had to kind of interrupt my story there to give the dude props where they're due. If you're not following him, uh, I think his Instagram is at Alpha Moses Live, and it is A-L-P-H-A. M-O-S-E-S-L-I-V-E. And I don't think you get any more of a plug from me right now. But going to the Loud Luxury show, it was a show that was put on by Bacardi. So the local Bacardi rep came to us and said, hey, we're doing a 10-city tour. We want the Basement Night Spot to be one of those stops. We are going to have Bacardi's brand experience manager, like one of their lead marketing executives here, Um, the lead marketing executive is hiring a brand activation company, which is, if you haven't ever worked with a brand activation company, they're basically a marketing company that specializes in events and activating those events and making sure that everything flows smoothly. And they typically will also hire a production company and they hired a production company called Mosaic. So right now we're dealing with three heads already. We're dealing with our local Bacardi rep. Um, who's awesome and has been so kind to us over the years. And then we're dealing with Bacardi's brand experience manager. So that's two people right there. We're dealing with Mosaic, the brand activation company. And then we're dealing with a separate company, which the brand activation uh, company hires to handle all the tech aspects and everything like that. So that's four people. And then there's a fifth person that I didn't work with at all who's actually kind of like a – um, a beverage director for Bacardi who's in charge of coming up with like four or five signature cocktails for the event. And I mean, I talked to him in brief and, and he seems super dope. A guy from Miami uh, with an Australian accent and uh, tons of beefcake muscles. Uh, so the, the ladies in the club definitely enjoyed him and his uh, unique spin on Bacardi cocktails. And And I actually would have really enjoyed getting to know him a little bit more, but like I was so busy on Sunday. I cannot say enough like how crazy it was to put this event together so in total Bacardi actually just spent south of seventy thousand dollars on this event and in a college town they again the, the headliner was loud luxury but it was just as much of a Bacardi event as it was a loud luxury concert it was all about the Bacardi brand experience so they had photographers they had a videographer tons of giveaways And the way the event worked was Bacardi sent us a link, and I am the marketing director slash social media guy for the club. Bacardi sent us a link and said, hey, we're going to take 2,000 RSVPs. 
Our club capacity is just under 800 people, but Bacardi had sworn up and down that in the other college markets that they went to with this kind of show, that a lot of people, more than half of the people didn't show up. So, cool. The RSVP, it's free. To get into this event is totally free on Halloween night in a college town with loud luxury performing. So typically you'd spend like 30 to 50 bucks for, you know, your cover for an event like this or your tickets for an event like this. So that's free. On top of that, every, hold on, I'm going to say this really clearly because I actually tried to slow myself down here. Every single drink all night was free. It was only Bacardi products, but every single drink all night was free. doesn't matter what the fuck you wanted, whether you wanted Bacardi in a cup to do a shot, whether you wanted one of their signature beverages, whether you wanted like, you know, whatever you could come up with Bacardi, you know, Bacardi Razzin Sprite, Bacardi and Coke, whatever, Bacardi Oaked, is that, is that a thing still? Like Bacardi Spice Bacardi? But regardless, it was free. So you're telling me that you're going to accept 2,000 RSVPs in a college town where these kids are broke poor. You're going to give them loud luxury for free and then an open bar for free. And you think that 50% of the people you're inviting aren't going to show up on Halloween night, by the way, where we're doing a $1,000 Halloween costume contest and of the club's money? Bro, I'm sorry. You don't know Penn State. We had about 2,500 people in line, so much so that the, uh, you know, we had to have like police come and make sure that the line was not spilling onto the streets. Um, and we, you know, we don't have enough stanchions or barricades to keep people like from like that far back. We've got enough for like 500 people in line, but yeah, we just overstretched there. The show, like I kind of went into the show, like the club, the club actually owns a hotel in town and it's like, you know, two doors down from the club um and it's like a little little boutique hotel so it's cute it's it's you know it's got its charm but the club owner was like hey alex if you want to have drinks tonight and we know like how crazy you've been working drink your face off we got a room for you so much that they they gave me a room key that night so i was like cool i'm gonna have some drinks tonight i'm gonna enjoy this show false <laughs> i actually went to one of the uh venue one of the establishments other bars prior to the show and I had a nice uh, Boulevardier, which is, um, you know, it's it's uh, bourbon, it's Campari, and it's sweet vermouth mixed together. It's uh, I could give you the parts or whatever, but it's a good beverage. Um, I just felt like, you know, we're Sipson-ish, so I had to give you the recipe there. And I had one of those prior to the show. Um, the club manager actually came over and handed me a can of Yingling like an hour into the show. And he's like, here, man, I don't see you with a drink. Dude, I had I had half of that yingling. <laughs> I drank half of that yingling. First of all, I was at the club at like 9.30, 10 a.m. in the morning helping get set up because we had video walls being delivered and production, production elements as well as all of the Bacardi pieces kind of in and out throughout the day. Um, so, yeah, we had, we had all that together. Um, I still managed to escape and do a cool little family Halloween where we dressed up as the crew from Frozen. I was Anna. Genevieve was um, Olaf the snowman and Kristen was Elsa. <laughs> yes, so, so I dressed up as a woman. I, so I still managed to break away for two hours. And again, that probably means hell, I'm, I'm ready for a beverage. But yeah, I drank half of that beer all night because um, Roger Lamb, who was the production manager who was outsourced via Mosaic, the brand activation company, was just kind of barking out orders all night. And it's total respect for Roger. He was fucking good at his job. Very, very good at his job. Um, and and we also didn't mention shout out, um, and I didn't get the guy's name. I apologize. Loud Luxuries tour manager. He was also super awesome at his job. But 
dude was super chill. So like I had a conversation with him uh, as we were cleaning up from the show and he was like, yo, this event was so chill for me and events like this are so chill for me because, you know, when we're, when we're on an actual loud luxury tour, I have to make sure these pieces are in place. Um, whereas, you know, I handed Roger off uh, loud luxuries rider and he took care of it all. So Roger, Roger really had his hands full. Like not only did he have to take care of the Bacardi directive and all of the, uh, tech pieces for that, but he also had to make sure that Loud Luxury's rider pieces were in place. So yeah, we all had a busy day. I drank a half a beer. It was a great show. Total, like, just like a banger of a show. Like, I can't, I can't do it justice. It was a banger, banger, banger of a show. And God, I would love to do this once a semester with Picardi if they're willing to spend $70,000 with us um, once a semester. But yeah, just want to tell you guys that story. I did want to let you guys know too. I've got some interviews lined up. So again, like I've only got two more weeks of wedding season insanity. I have weddings straight up until December 18th, to be honest with you. But the insanity of me doing like two a weekend and, you know, trying to keep all these club pieces in play, they are um, they're pretty much dying down in two weeks. So I'm looking forward to getting some episodes up with guests. Um, also again, like dope podcast, make sure you check out Drew and Fuse show wherever you listen to podcasts or go to directmusicservice.com. In the meantime, give me a shout out at DJ Alex Nepa on Instagram. Always down to chat, give advice or touch on any topic you want. Sips and ish. Have a good one.